All right, everyone, and welcome to a weekend edition of Central Sideline 365. Once again, my name is KB, and alongside me is the old man, Bruce. And uh, we're not going to do pleasantries. Uh, there's a lot of news going on with Florida State, so uh, we want to give you a quick weekend recap of the week that was and, and what's going on right now. Um, and there's four things we really want to focus on today. Uh, transfer updates recommitments to the program and potential rumors about one big commitment in the portal that may not be coming to Florida State. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to start with right now. So we'll talk about Verse. We'll talk about Johnny Wilson, the impacts that we think uh, are there, uh, as well as the addition of a specialist on the kicking game, which you know we're all kind of happy about. So we'll discuss the impact there. Uh, but the first thing we want to discuss is uh, Daryl Jackson from Miami. Uh, he did not come in with the signees this weekend uh, of, you know, the transfers and new high school early enrollees who came in this past weekend to enroll before classes. Uh, there is concern now swirling uh, across all sites, Miami sites, Florida State sites, that they have been able to retain his services uh, in, in Coral Gables, uh, that Mario has put the full court, court press on him to keep him and stay because, you know, he is a talented guy and, and that they want to build around him. Potential that there has been NIL involved to keep him as well um, and, and that they were able to steal him away because all he did was commit to Florida State. He didn't sign anything. There wasn't any, uh, you know, uh, anything pen to paper that said he had to come to Florida State. Right. Uh, and these decisions can be switched over. Uh, so once again, everything we're talking about now is rumor, but he was not on Florida State's campus for for in terms of signing, officially signing or, or starting enrolling classes, as far as we know, as of today on Saturday. Um, and I think it's interesting, too, uh, that they brought other guys in now on that defensive line. You had Braden Fisk, you got Verse coming back, uh, you got Fabian Lovett coming back. Is that also affecting his decision? Uh, does he want to be a rotational player? Did he think that two or three weeks ago when he committed, did he think he was going to be a primary starter in the middle of that line and, and be an impact player? Um, another thing to think about is, a, a reason he was thinking of transferring was to be around a, a sick, uh, his sick mother or a sick family member and, and wanted to be close to the home. Uh, was he not able to get that waiver to play right away? Right. So if, could that be part of the process that hasn't come out yet? Was he not, was he denied that waiver to play right away? So he's saying, well, if I can't play right away, if I can't move, I might as well be able to you know, stay in Miami play and then come back and see my, my family members when I can. Um, because I, I need to be able, you know, get I, I can get paid by NIL at Miami Play and, and then see my family when I can. Uh, Bruce, what have you heard anything? What do you think this impact is? Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I, quickly on uh, Daryl Jackson, I I had not heard those rumors, uh, so I think we're not here to start rumors. We're not here to spread rumors. We're not confirming anything, as you said, KB. I think you summarized it perfectly. Uh, Daryl Jackson, like any commit, you know, we have commits for a class of 2024. Those commits are can flip. We've seen that before. Daryl Jackson in the portal has not enrolled. The bottom line is not only signatures, but it's it's being enrolled. Jackson has not signed any paper that we're aware of. He is not, if you look, he's not committed to any NIL like battles end. There's no there's no signees on that that we're aware of. And he's clearly not enrolled early in classes, which begin next week. OK, yeah. so that is probably not a good sign for Daryl Jackson. But we do not know. 
We don't have any sources coming to us on this story beyond what we see out there that we scrutinize, which we do on social media. Yeah. And this was seen as a key signing, uh, like like we talked about a few weeks ago, because of his impact on on what was a terrible Miami team. Uh, you know, three sacks, four and a half for loss, twenty seven tackles. He started twelve games last season for them. He's six six, three hundred pounds in that middle, and he had an impact for them uh, on that pretty poor defense. Uh, and we thought coming into this system. Uh, someone who could push the pocket once again in the middle. And now, especially with Braden uh, and boys like that coming in, Fabian coming back, it, it, he could definitely be a, a strong rotational piece in this lineup. I'm, I'm wavering towards uh, he may have not got that waiver proof because remember, he started his career at Maryland, then came to Miami. This would be his third transfer in almost three years. So uh, time will tell on that. But hopefully we can get things straightened out. Hopefully we can get him on board because I think he would be a key piece to this team, even if he has to sit out of the year. Uh, but time will tell. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think he's a make or break for this team in 2023. He'd be a strong death piece. He, he, strong. he he's a he'd be another piece because I think we need some pieces there. And so if we lose him, I think they're going to go out and find another guy in the portal because there are some some I would say decent, uh, good defensive linemen still out there with experience. Yeah, and you've seen that they've sent some offers to the guys from Utah State, and and we can talk about it on another show. Um, and by the way, I did tweet out there's, there's a couple of quality defensive end edge rushers that are out there. Now, how that affects it with Verse coming in, well, and Verse only plays one side. Remember? Let's go right into that right yeah. now. Then. Okay. That's what I was going to bring up. Like you said, uh, Florida State, right before this announcement, was had offered uh, Byron Vaughns out of Utah State, an impact player over there. Uh, and, and they have been going after the kid from Edmonds out of South Carolina, who they hosted this past uh, the past weekend uh, as well. So they've been, they've been recruiting heavily recruiting portal guys uh, for the defensive end position to further add playmakers on that edge. Uh, but we got the announcement earlier today on uh, January 7th uh, that Jared verse is in fact coming back for another year. How does that affect these guys that they're recruiting? Do they want additional bodies on that edge playmakers? Like you said, Jared verse only plays one edge. Uh, but you do have other guys that are going to want to play, are going to push your playing time, like the Patrick Paytons, uh, the the uh, Josh Farmers, uh, guys like that who are going to want to uh, continue to develop their own skills, um, as well as these guys that you're bringing in uh, to play the position. So uh, one night, well, one, this is big news because you're getting a guy. I think a, I think this is a great call for him. Uh, when you look at his numbers compared to Jermaine Johnson's. Uh, who was obviously the 28, uh, 26th pick to the Jets last year. Um, his numbers aren't the same as, mm-hmm. as Jermaine Johnson's. I think Jermaine Johnson had more more of a tool set. He had been more further developed. Uh, he had more and in his he had come from a more solid traditional yeah. system through the University of Georgia. Two years, yeah, two years there, a mild production there, and then he really popped off in his senior mm-hmm. season at Florida State. Uh, you know, similar numbers in terms of tackles for loss. Uh, you know, Jermaine had more more overall solo tackles uh, and, and I believe sacks, uh, but that you could tell he just had more moves in his in his database to go to when he was trying to rush a guy on the edge. Uh, and I think this is a smart move because I think first could see like, well, if Jermaine went twenty six and almost slipped out of the first round, I, I that could happen to me even if I'm getting mock projections for top fifteen, top twenty. That could that could easily be me. I could slip out of the second round. Now, and we've all discussed this. Let me come back. Let me continue to develop my skills, my skills on the edge, and also hook up with the collective uh, that he got signed to. He, I think he announced today uh, that he got signed to uh, the one uh, 
what is the one that you just announced? Um, Battles in. Ba yeah, Battles in oh, Collective. The, the right. Battles in. Yeah. So he signed with that. That was announced as well. So that's part of this retainment uh, is to get him back in. So he'll get his uh, payment there, which is great. And uh, yeah, he he gets to make the push. Uh, personal accomplishment for an ACC title with this team next year. So I think all know it works out for him and he can make now make put on tape why he should be a top 10 pick next season uh, and get that big, big payday and yeah. not be set up to be a back end, a backup right. uh, uh, training camp piece for, for a team. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, some people in the media were said they were very surprised by him coming out. I, I'm not surprised. I've said that consistently. I think you have to, I've been very consistent with that. He needs to come back. Mr. Verse may not realize, but this is probably a great development choice for himself for all the reasons you just uh, talked about. Uh, he needs another year. He's not a Jermaine Johnson. I hope the hell they had a conversation, him and Jermaine, to see you know, how hard it is at the next level and you can disappear very, very quickly there. And, and remember, as I said, Jermaine Johnson, even though he wasn't seeing a lot of the playing time he wanted to see at Georgia, there was a reason for that. There was a reason for that because of the talent and the competition at the University of Georgia. And he's going up against elite offensive linemen every day in practice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jared Verse came from Albany State. Let's not forget, this is no disrespect to him, but he came through a different system it was going to hurt him. He would have been probably slipping late to the second or third round, which is not what he wants. So, and this year, he did not put enough on tape to really impress general managers. General managers' careers are based on who they select. And if somebody bottoms out, doesn't make the team, that goes on the GM. That's how they come and go from organizations in that regard. Yeah. Uh, and, and tell us in the comments, do you agree? Do you agree with the old man and myself? Uh, do you think he should have chased the money and gone, gone maybe to be a, a, a first round pick and just chased the money, took the, took the chance on himself? Or do you think it's smart that he is coming back, uh, you know, get some development from Odell and the crew there uh, and, and chase the ACC title? Well, I think most happy he's coming back, but do you, what do you guys think he should have done? Let's yeah, say this KB, he did chase some money. He leveraged his, options okay and he he might have known for a while he was not going to the league so what he did he leveraged that i don't blame him this is a business yeah. we've seen that from the hamlin case of what happened to the buffalo player that you know this can end it can end in any one play yeah. so he leveraged his options i would say he's probably he's probably going to be the second highest nil guy on this roster next to jordan travis yeah you would assume and like you said it, it's a violent sport i hope you know like you, you said he's being compensated or he has the athlete insurance on him because like you said it could be a, over his career you know at any second we don't wish that we just want him to take care of and himself, you don't go family. on that the, yeah. the, the the this is on average on average him coming back developing gives him a better opportunity that's and that's what I believe. And like I said, this is our comments. This is our analysis. On it. I do believe this will help him to be more of a lock for the top fifteen. Versus you don't know what's going right. to happen, right? You now, could be Jermaine. You could be the twenty-sixth pick. You could be a, a second, early second round. I yeah, think this what, will help what is, the, what, what is the impact that, that a Gerald Verse coming back to this defense has for twenty twenty-three? Because that's what all our viewers and all the fans really want to know: is what is the impact? Well, it has a significant impact. And if he can stay healthy, 
and really develop those skills, he can be the difference maker in one or two games of a win or a loss, potentially in a close game. And I think especially now with the tools that they've had, like the Braden Fist, if Daryl Jackson can come, Fabian Lovin coming back, he is not going to be able to be double teams majority of the time anymore. You're going to have to respect the other guys that they're bringing to this defensive line, which I think is another reason probably why he came back because he says, well, now I'll get more single teams. I develop more of my tools. I can show them off and I can hit my, you know, jump my numbers up. So I think he's seen what the moves that Florida State has done in the portal to address the needs on that defensive line where they were, you know, there were some deficiencies, I, I think we can all say. But I think he saw the moves they're making and he's like, well, I, I can I can shine uh, on this defensive line even more with the moves that they have to bring talent uh, on this line now. And so I think it's a huge impact. And I think we'll see that impact. Like you said, they're going to have a couple of different weapons on this on this defensive line. I, I, I'm so excited to see Brandon Fisk in the middle of the line, him on the edge, along with the talent. Like you said, we, we have such a depth at this position, I think, that are just willing – that will further develop – in the spring, in the winter, uh, uh, it will be ready to shine come the fall that you'll be the rotate guys in. And I don't think they're done. I think they want to bring a couple more guys in who are willing to be rotational pieces because, you know, playing at Utah State versus Florida State, even if you're a full-time, you know, Utah State guy, you're going to get more TV attention playing at Florida State than you will at Utah State. Let's just be honest. So that's why I believe that they're still going to try to build depth in this room, telling guys that, hey, we rotate a lot of guys in and out. You're going to be able to make your impact. Guys on the get hurt. Very early. Exactly. And you're going to have the ability in prime time to make your impact felt early. You you're just have exactly to put the work right. in and you're going to do it in a major conference. So I think they will yeah. continue to go after this, even with this announcement, go after the kid Edmonds from South Carolina, go after the kid Vaughn. I, I told I, you about I like Vaughn. State. I like yeah. this Vaughn. He's got good numbers. He's got the experience. They played a good, decent schedule. And first and, got banged up last year. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, you well, this know, is what happens. He could opt out at any time next year too. So yeah. you have to be aware of that. Next year is his money year. He knows that. So if he, if he thinks like, oh, I, I don't like the way this is going or things go sideways, he could opt out midseason. So you need to you have to have a contingency plan in place in case he decides to opt out. So I, I like I said, I think we can he they continue to try to build on this defensive line and build talented depth. You know, it's a really good thing. It's a really good thing when you're trying to figure out how do I get guys on the field? That's a good thing. Okay, it's hard for coaching staff, you know, because you've got guys that have now developed. That's the job of the coaches to bring in guys to develop them and, and try to figure out playing time on the field. Okay, so that is a good thing versus a bad thing. But Verse does add to this defense. Uh, you've got uh, Patrick Payton and you've got uh, Derek McClendon on the other side yes. who yeah. aren't as strong as Verse. But yeah. we do need to bring in one more edge rusher and maybe one more interior lineman, in my opinion. I, I would definitely, definitely agree with you on that. Um, and, and yeah, definitely agree with you on So I think we can leave that. But let us know in the comments. Do you think this is the right move for verse, wrong move for verse? Or what do you think the impact is on, A, the depth of this of the Florida State defensive line? And B, how do you think it affects their their attacking the portal do you think they continue to go after these guys and try to sign additional bodies or do you think that they're done they, they got the the talent back and now talking about retainment and florida state i think has done a fantastic job of retaining the top players that potentially could have gone pro because uh, you never know players go pro all the time and, and some well, of the goal right is to go pro 
And that's exactly. the goal. But the goal you're, is when, you're, when do I go? Sometimes you're like, why did this guy go? Like so, in years past, for <laughs> some supporters say, guys, I'm like, what yeah. do you think? Like, um, but Johnny Wilson, once again, I don't think either of us was surprised when that no, breaking news came surprised. out across Twitter and every Florida State site was like, breaking news. Johnny, no. I, 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 if you thought he was we leaving. We called it. No, yeah, called yeah, it. exactly. I, I think if you thought he was leaving, uh, we're not on the same page. But I'm glad he's coming back. Like I said, he wasn't going to transfer because, once again, he would have had to sit out. And he wasn't going pro because one great game at the end of the season is not going to make him an NFL player yet. We, he, I think he knows, and I think we all know, he needs to continue to develop his kind of uh, catching ability uh, and become a more well-rounded receiver. He has the physical tools to be a great, to potentially an elite receiver at, at the college level, and potentially a, a good to, to good plus receiver at the a pro level, in my mind, just be, because of his physical, physical assets. And I'm so glad he's coming back. I think he, once again, made a smart money move because, A, he's going to be – he's part of the collective now, battle's end, and, B – he gets to further develop in college with coaches with one, more one-on-one coaching and, and, and do it weight room, like I said, uh, physical training as well as the drill training and well, really develop right. as a more well-rounded player. He's still super raw in my yeah. eyes. And he I is. think this is he a smart one good year. And I would say I'd say it was like you said, a good to average year for like he's still like you said, there's Games he disappeared, games he showed up like the last cheese bowl. Here's like, what here's what he's accomplished this season. He has shown scouts, you need to pay attention to me. Yeah. You need exactly. to pay attention to me. He's on the radar. Okay. He also showed scouts some stuff he shouldn't have showed them. Yeah. You know, some dropped balls. They look at the drop balls more than the caught passes. You know what? They expect you to catch all the passes. Okay, when the ball is right there, you must catch it or you will not be on the field. You imagine Tom Brady throwing him a couple of passes and he drops it? Guess who Tom Brady's not throwing the ball to anymore? That's how these quarterbacks work, and the head coaches will tell their position, don't put the guy on the field, or they'll cut you. We know in the NFL, they will cut you after one play. One play, they, they will cut you if necessary. Well, imagine it, how many different skilled players are trying to compete for that top three receiver position. Think about all the Florida State greats that came through this program that couldn't make it at the NFL. Like Rashad Green, he made for a season late thing. Autumn Tate. Autumn Tate. Like, yeah, exactly. Look at Kevin these- Benjamin wasn't around long after winning the national championship for him. Well, that's a, that's a guy, like you said, I was thinking about like, Probably should have come back. Probably should have. But like you said, rode the wave and went pro. You know, NFL, not for long. Exactly. So I think he's making a smart move. I think he's right. a smart kid. I Like you said, he's a humble kid. Doesn't show He's both. a nice kid. He, I, I think it's a great move for him. And I think he has a, a limited potential. I have, him as, I have him as number three on the Florida State NIL list. He's yeah. number three. Yeah. And now remember the NIL, when I get into that now tonight, is – it's kind of like free agency, you know, baseball, basketball, whoever gets. And I don't think that, that these these NIL deals are not broadcast out there anywhere because they're I believe they're locked down. You know, they're just they don't want these people give estimated values. And stuff. Right. But, yeah, you see that stuff, which means that nothing. So what it means is, you know, good thing it's locked down because each kid would go, well, Jordan Travis got X. I need to be the next it's guy. Like the you office. see that. It's in like the, the office. NFL. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, Well, it's like the office. You, you it, don't tell me how much you're getting paid because then I want that too. Yeah. Now, I am shocked. 
that some of these uh, amounts, fixed amounts haven't come out. But I think in contracts, as you know, KB, you work in the business world, it you can put it should not be disclosed in these yeah. contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and But the last thing before I move on to Robert yep. Wilson and, and receivers, I said uh, on Twitter, uh, or I think I messaged somebody, but I said, I think the best hands on the team who's who's graduated moving on is Pokey Wilson. I think he had I agree. the best hands of any receiver on that team last I year. agree. Um, and, and I hope someone picks him up and gives him a shot. I but didn't understand. It looks like he has signed a deal with the USFL or the XFL. I thought he no, was no, that was Bobo the... Wilson. That was Bobo Wilson. That was Bobo. oh, that was Bobo Wilson. Was okay, Bobo Wilson. Okay. Um, no, if he's going to take a shot at the NFL. I hope he gets a shot because I think he he had the most consistent. I think he will hands get a of shot. Anybody. I think he will go to a team that needs that smaller possession, third down possession, get me the eight yards receiving, yeah. like like the Patriots used to use some of those guys yeah. for. I, I like I, I like Pokey a lot. Oh, he, great he man. Clutch. And he if he can clutch. show them I can catch every pass, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. So he guys, has well developed. Tell us, tell us in the chat. Do you agree? Right position, uh, right, uh, right call by Johnny to come back for another year and continue to develop. Do you think he should have taken that 200 yard game, cheese the bowl, and rode that wave to the NFL? Let us know in the chat. And do you think Pokey has the uh, best hands on the team? Uh, let us know in the chat. We'd love to hear comments. And on please that. don't forget because we don't ask for it a lot. Uh, we some people have told us you guys don't ask enough. Please hit subscribe if you're not subscribed. Please do that. Hit the like, thumbs up button, and leave us a comment. You know, we love doing this and we love doing it for you guys. And we do it and we want to hear from you. Absolutely. And then the last thing uh, we want to talk about today, because we want to keep this quick and short, is the special teams. Uh, we had to debate this and, and thought about, okay, is Florida State going to uh, address the special teams in the offseason, bring in competition? Uh, and, and some people, I think I remember in our chat, have brought up, you know, maybe on a non-scholarship. We you had talked about bringing I a scholarship. That. I said that. No, yeah. someone in the chat said not like a, pre, uh, a yeah. preferred walk-on. Yeah, I think you said you wanted to bring a scholarship. You said yeah. scholarship. Yeah. Uh, but I would maybe, give a scholarship. Well, Norvell may Norvell brought in. Uh, he he got somebody. He brought in uh, Tyler Kelp 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 from Eastern Tennessee. Um, who uh, like I said, I, once again, I think. At a minimum, it brings competition to the room. You have a guy like we. I think our criteria was a guy that has experience kicking the ball, and uh, it can bring competition. Those are the two things. This guy brings experience and can you can bring competition to the room. It's not just one guy on the zone. Where if he's on a ten kick cold streak, you you have to then go for it on fourth and ten, or you have yeah. to punt the ball. Like now, you have a guy in the room. And the best thing is you got him on the preferred walk-on status. So you didn't have to fill a scholarship. You can use that scholarship other places down the portal. So this guy is coming back home. He's a Tallahassee native, which is great. And I'm not going to say he raises necessarily raises the talent level of the room. He's a 73% kicker. Isn't great. Isn't awful, right? You know, hits three-fourths of the time almost. And he's um, hit long ones. Yeah, he has. I don't he's think he, a, he, he didn't hit a 50-yarder last year. No. Um, but like you said, he was pretty accurate within 40 yards, 40 to 50 yards in, in that kind of 40, 49 range. And I think this is, this was a must, uh, a must pick up by your team. And you've got a, you've got a five-star guy kicker coming in in 2024. Class. Exactly. So this is a good bridge to that. And this guy's one year. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, I think they addressed the need here. 
I think it's a great pickup. It's a good article by Tomahawk Nation covering it. Um, but I think this is so if you want some background, I think this is a great pickup by uh by Norvell and staff at the minimum brings competition and I think this will lay, raise the uh, raise the talent level potentially of what you already have. So uh, kudos to the team there. I, I totally I totally agree with your comments, KB. Uh, and he, it, the main thing is competition. Yeah. There, I, I said that in a tweet uh, several days ago. There was no competition in that Fitzgerald. special team. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Group. That's the thing. If Fitzgerald was on a cold streak, or it's hard in any business, right? If you're in sales, if you're in any kind of competitive uh, yeah. department or industry, if you have no competition, there's nothing to drive you. And that's not to say Fitzgerald was just lazy all day and he didn't care. I, I, uh, he obviously well, they have, they have one other kicker in there, but he was mainly used for some of the kickoffs or he hasn't done has kick, yeah they didn't have a field goal kicker no. uh, that could compete uh right. to my to my knowledge there so like i said uh these are his numbers these are things he posted that as he went to the portal to put up there like that's his said, that's his profile yeah his right. profile he, he career numbers that. for him 78 percent uh in 2021 uh uh and like you said it was about 73 percent i think in 2022 um but like you said i not wow. not elite not bad though he's and I, he I think, has not kicked in front of sixty to 70,000 people. Now, let's remember, he has not kicked on a big stage. He has not kicked on national TV, probably. He, uh, he Did he make any against uh, Miami in that game where they uh, blew that, Miami away? That's a good you, question. That's you know, question. And, and there wasn't a lot of people in the stands for that game, probably, either, because they expected Miami to win. But I'd love to no, know. No, that was Miami. Middle Tennessee. That was Middle Tennessee. Oh, that was Middle Tennessee. I'm sorry. This is Eastern Tennessee. The bottom line is, can he do it when the lights are bright, shiny, and there's 60,000 people screaming at you? You know, the bottom line is the room has competition now between Fitz, who we love. We love Fitz. He finished yeah. on a great note, yeah. and this will drive him to get better. Okay. Fitz has the potential and the ability. He would not be at Florida State, okay? And this, But this drives the competition. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those are the big news and notes uh, that I wanted to cover tonight. Uh, like I said, uh, continue to watch us, subscribe, get alerts, because uh, we'll try to do these hot take shows to give our analysis on what's happening uh, with Florida State. Uh, and, and I guess just a quick shout out to Coach Ham and, and the Florida State basketball team yeah. uh, struggling mightily this year. Uh, but what did Coach Ham get a 600th career win? 600. So congrats to him and the men's team. I know they're struggling, uh, but it's And along with that, KB, along with that, our new addition to our staff, our basketball analyst, is going to be doing his uh, first initial show real soon, within yep. probably seven days. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but I think that's it for now. Like I said, let us know in the comments what you think about Verse coming back, about the Daryl Jackson rumors, whatever you hearing. What do you think he's coming or not? And then uh, Johnny and our Wilson, new kicker Tyler Keltner. Yeah, what do, you do you think? think? What do you do? You think he starts next year? Let us know in the comments. We'd right. love to hear and discuss with you. We'll see you soon. We'll have some new content out next week. So stay tuned. Subscribe, like, and we'll see you soon, guys. Have a great weekend.